Hello and welcome to Awakening Soul Circle. And we are your hosts, Cheryl and Dagmar. Join us while we talk about everyday themes from a spiritual point of view. Hello, Dagmar. How are you doing today? Hello, Cheryl. I'm good. How are you? Great. Hey, uh, I really want to talk to you about something that I know you and I have had a little chat about it once before, but I think we've got a really good topic to talk about today. That's uh, what they didn't teach us in school. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yes, well, that's definitely something um, that I actually mention in my courses all the time oh, because really? it would happen so much easier with our animal communication and our intuition and trusting our instinct and our gut feeling if we had been taught about that in school. So How totally true is that? Yeah. I really feel we've got there's a real identity crisis out there because we don't know who we are and who we're meant to be, you know, with yeah. with we're pigeonholed you know we go to school we do what they tell us that we're supposed to do but we don't know what real life's supposed to feel like well that's it and we we learn languages and we learn maths but in the end we don't learn anything about um ourselves and about how to deal with our feelings and emotions and that's why we're in such a health crisis with so many people that are depressed and anxious because if we yeah. would actually learn that when we are young and how to deal with our emotions and what it means and what we can do without medication to actually fix that, we wouldn't be where we are. Oh, I totally agree with you. I, I hadn't even thought about the health crisis side of things. It, yeah, I was thinking about it from the educational side of things. But, yeah, unfortunately, school is structured in a way that everybody's in a box and anything that makes us special it's just wasted. So just to achieve their same, same across the board. So, mm. you know, how about teaching us about, about intuition, about loving ourselves and forgiving ourselves, you know, that it's okay. There's well, so much. To, to be honest, the problem is that's not what they want us to do. They want us to, to just get up, go to work and do as we're told and anything alongside that is you know our spiritual side our artistic side and all that talent and being individual that's not what they want us to do they yeah. just want us to be easy controlled and that's why we're learning what we're learning yep. and um, I actually I had an interesting call with a client of mine who's doing my mentoring and she said to me she said it, it's great with the, our intuition if you can teach the kids about that I said that's so important and, she, and we can do that and she said oh but you know how do you do this and I said well really the only way I'm sorry to say but the only way to do that is to take them out and homeschool them because if you go to school your your kids they need to have the newest iPhone they need to hang on the computer on the screen all the time mm. and that's where we get programmed from someone else if we can homeschool them and it's all about them and about learning what you know your life skills yes that's in nature yeah, yeah. Using, those, using those tools that you know, the educational system wants us to use, but actually using them in a tactile way outside and out with nature and in everyday life. And you as know, you said, if, if a child fails in maths, people point their finger at them and tell them yeah. they're dumb and all sorts, but, you know, not everyone needs to be good at the same thing. No, I was talking to Greg about this and he was saying, yeah, it's okay to be an individual. It's not okay to be an individual, fit in or conform to the system. You never know. You never know what greatness 
can come from just your own optimism until you try it. So, and I thought, oh, geez, that's true. Um, and even how, how they want to clone people. I mean, if, oh, how you can decide what you want with the DNA, in the end, it come to that point, you can say, oh, I want a child that's good, good at languages or this and that. But then, I mean, everyone wants a child that is perfect. But children that are perfect are not going to all have hold down individual jobs. And we still need people that pick up poo in racing stables. And we still need people that work at the um, you know, recycling depot. So if you only have intelligent people that are good at that sort of thing, who's going to do all the hard work out yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. You still need those everyday jobs, those mundane jobs. But there's plenty of people that do those what we class as mundane jobs that really get real enjoyment out of it because they're seeing things from a different perspective. So I can certainly speak from that <laughs> without yeah. going into it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, teachers, they try. They really do try. I know that from my own, uh, from my own daughter who's a teacher. They do the best yeah. with what they have, what they've been taught, you know, what the curriculum they've been taught. Unfortunately... But, but- it's then sorry to interrupt you, but then it's up to the teacher then to try and mould the the student in other other life skills. And if you've got a teacher who's really boring or who's had enough, not interested, they're just going to be teaching you what's on the blackboard, what's got to come up on the computer, close it up at the end of the day, walk out the door and forget about you. There's no of that interaction. But, I mean, the, the problem is also, you know, a lot of things that we get taught, it's they're just opinions. So if, if you believe, um, if you're a Christian, that's what you're going to teach your children. So yes. our yeah, kids get taught by teachers that might not necessarily represent how we feel and what we think and what mm. is important for us. And as I said, the teachers, they only work what they get from the school system. And, and that comes from the government. And the government has really not got our best interest at heart. Yeah, it so, does make you wonder know, at times. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, we have to be very careful what our children get taught. And I would certainly be at that point. If I had children now, I would homeschool them. Like mm. there would be no way I would have them in that society and well, and go along with all that. There does seem to be a lot more homeschooling. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who oh, every, all the parents had to do it when the kids were in lockdown anyway. I would gather that there would be plenty more that would still be homeschooling and seeing, yeah. the, seeing the benefits of it and seeing how their children have changed. I, I have heard stories like that about how their kids' demeanour has changed and then they're not so hyped up and anxious because they're still learning, but they're learning at a speed that they can cope with or they're learning things that they're really interested in that's taken them down a rabbit hole and, and it's again they're about selling. It's again about building communities and hanging out with the right people because there's so much bullying in school as well but if you build your own communities and if you for example you homeschool you catch up with similar families where they have great values and bullying definitely hasn't got room in that area so it's, it's just leading us back to the same point again isn't it to, mm, to build it communities and and go back to being with people instead of electronic devices we always come back to something like this don't we yeah, yeah. yeah, because it is the most important thing. It is what we need to to do. Yeah. Why don't they? You know, like happiness. Why can't they teach kids how to find their passion and their values? I, mean, I understand they do try in certain 
structures. But what mm. about using some, having some introspection time? You know, having say 15, 10, 15 minutes a day where I'm talking about like uh, junior primary, starting it from junior primary and getting somebody to come in and actually teach them about meditation and just get them it, to have that quiet time. There is actually schools that have used meditation and it was just incredible to oh. see how the violence was reduced by doing that. Yep. I would not be surprised. And out of that, I was thinking, why couldn't they did do that? Get the kids to have, and I'm sure these schools probably do, where they get them to do some journaling and some pictures and things like that and keep all of that and see how they progress. You never know. There may be a life plan come from that meditation. But where, also teaching them that they don't all have to be the same and that yeah. you, how do you deal with frustration? How do you deal with anger? How do you deal with your emotions? Mm. That is so important and they don't get taught in school. These days, parents, most of them, two of them work because they need to make ends meet. So the parents at home haven't got as much time for the children and it's just getting totally lost. And they are these poor kids that just don't know how to deal with their emotions. And then they yeah. get bullied everywhere and they get totally run over. Yeah. Or these kids become bullies. There's the other side of the coin too. Because they're yeah. trying to possibly trying to stand up for themselves in this whole sea of confusion and they've seen something that makes them feel really good, thinking, oh, well, I'm going to do that too and I'm going to, that's their way of making themselves feel good by putting somebody down and, mm. uh, and it goes on. Yeah, it's, it's sad. So teaching them resilience as well. It, yeah. Without resilience, we give up on things. But gives you the drive to to keep going no matter the hurdles you know that yeah. probably is part and parcel of how you get these people who become really successful because they've maybe these people haven't gone down the finishing school right to the end and you know mm -hmm. being the straight A student and going to university and all this sort of thing they've left school early and they've had to find out what resilience is and they've They've ended up, you know, like the Richard Bransons and, you know, there's, there's plenty of plenty of others out there that have ended up donating their money back. There's a guy that Greg follows. He's, oh, God, I think he's about 85. And he made his money. He left school at like 13 and just worked through different little jobs and ended up because he could see a future for himself and he was resilient um, in his own mind, he ended up building this empire that made hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, he made a decision that he was going to donate all this money around the world to different charitable organisations. And he only, uh, he told all his children that he was only going to leave, I don't know, something like a million dollars or something for the whole family to, to have. Um, it may be even smaller than that because he wasn't about hanging on to all this money. He wanted mm -hmm. to actually share it with the world. And it was just amazing. I'm trying to remember his name and I can't remember. Greg will kick me. But uh, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely story. And he didn't go all the way through school. He learnt life skills. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of things we learn, all the maths and stuff, of course you need some knowledge. Oh, yeah. But a lot of it I've never, ever used again. And it's not even important. Have you, were there subjects that you you did and you you thought, why why am I doing this? Or, and you wish that you would do something else? Did you have instances like you know, that at school? I wish we had learned about spirituality, really. Yeah. 
and about manifesting and all that sort of stuff mm. again i guess they don't want us to have that skill because they don't want us to to be happy and to do what we want to do and um i wish i had learned about that well we can have anything we want yeah yeah that's exactly right i was just thinking about that too how to communicate with each other and how we feel how you know actually how that feels and you were saying before about manifesting teaching them about our thoughts create our reality. So yeah. be careful what you think. Talk and about I've that. Never, I've never heard about that until I was, I don't know, 30. Yep. Or, I had neither. I had neither. No one has ever, ever, like, I mean, my parents don't believe in it, but I've never heard about it. But I mean, we know it's true. And if yeah. more people awaken to that, and we could implement that into our school system, you know, I mean, that's very, awesome. yeah. Expand upon it. It's very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I ended up thinking about me at school. I ended up trying to please everybody and did a language when I got into high school that I really wasn't interested in and struggled and ended up getting bottom marks at the end of the second year of high school. And I was miserable. And I so wanted to have done geography. And I was told, you know, what do you want geography for? And I loved doing social studies in primary school and always did really well. Loved looking at, uh, loved looking at maps, loved learning about countries and the people in those countries and the history, all of this sort of thing. And I could have done geography, but no, I was encouraged to do this language. And uh, I was so miserable. And then I found out that I could have actually jumped into this subject, left this, left this language and gone into this subject. But I wasn't told about it until after I'd missed out on the cutoff. And then I was devastated with that. And then I ended up going on to doing other subjects that people wanted me to do. And I ended up leaving high school with diddly squat probably. Because we're not (laughs) going to be good at something that we don't enjoy and we don't want to do. Oh, when I look back. who, Who is someone else pushing us into what we should do and what we can't do? Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like kids go, oh, our life. you know. They come up with important things. I want to be, you know, a CFS worker or whatever it is. It's not like they come up with anything negative. None of the kids would go, oh, I want to just be lazy and lie on the couch. They've got their own ideas. Yeah. But their parents go, oh, no, <laughs> you can't be a... Yeah, but parents go, oh, no, you can't be a footy star, you know, because of whatever. But it's like, well, yeah, that's yeah. their thing. That's, that's what they feel drawn to. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you'd known. I love writing as well. Always loved writing right the way through school. And yeah, I've thought about, I've thought recently about maybe just jotting down some different things. But yeah, it's thinking about this topic today, expanding upon it in my mind. I, I remembered about the writing thing and how it's gone right the way back from primary school, how mm-hmm. I used to love doing that and the stories that I would write. And, and I did reasonably well at it. But, yeah, you forget about it all because you get conditioned to do other things because you're supposed to be on this life path that somebody else puts you on instead yeah. of you doing what you go with those feelings, go but with I those, we, those sparks. I think we have a lot more options these days in the old days, probably more in Switzerland. There's just one school. That's where you go, end of the story. And there's not really any any ifs, buts, maybes. That's just what it is, where now we yeah. have greater options to choose and. I think it's just really important to keep an eye on what kids 
do in school and what they're learning and if it resonates with you and if if it resonates and if it's good for your kids yeah I really hope that parents young children coming through now can really take notice of those those little jewels that you of inspiration that you see with these small children that really lights lights them up you know if they love they love working with horses or they love being out in the paddock with mum or grandma with horses so you know carrying the bucket and cleaning up after horse and stuff like that if they like doing things outside hopefully somewhere along the line that they can actually use some of those things that they can actually communicate that that's sort of a route that they'd like to go down on I'm talking about you know an agricultural type of thing or if they do love to write if they can be encouraged that way and not just pigeonholed into like what you were saying being an A grade a straight A student of maths because that's you know, what the the parents want to see them being some banker or whatever but in my course one of my clients she said oh my partner he always likes the beach and he always wants to be at the beach and she said the beach doesn't do anything for me you know for me it's it's the forest and it's like well, great you're drawn to this this is what you should be doing and not because most people like the beach you need to like the beach as well yeah. maybe that's even has to do with a past life that you used to live in the forest or whatever it is mm. so you need to go and do what feel, feels right for you and that's with your kids as well but yeah. I mean there's a lot of things as I said with spiritual side of it that I just wish that we had learned oh. and I wish that kids would learn now don't you just, wow, really, really do. Just at least be opened up to it. Yeah, but I guess there's still a lot of people that just don't believe in it, like my parents. So they, my parents would have been totally against it, have anything like that being taught in school. Yeah, yeah and, and mine probably would have too. Yeah, yeah. They, because they pulled, just... Totally, because they pulled themselves away from religion because one was one religion, grew up as one religion, and one grew up as another, and they weren't met to meet. Catholic and Protestant in England and ended up coming to Australia. But, yeah, they were just anti-anything like that. So even spirituality, they wouldn't have had any idea what that was. Yeah. I remember I used to go to a a shop in the city here um, with a girlfriend when we were about 13, I suppose, 13, 14, and it would have incense in it and there would be velvet clothing in there and there would be pop stars, posters and things like that. And I'd never, ever, and she hadn't either, had anything to do with incense and there'd be Buddhas. And we now know that this was like an early spiritual shop that had pop music stuff in there too because that was always in the door, just in the doorway, all the pop music, the music's posters. But then inside was all of this other cool stuff and we were like, oh, wow, what's all of that? But geez, this, this place smells terrific. And we, we would buy some of the cool velvet clothing thinking that we were just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I've still got one piece of it now that my children love. But, uh, yeah, right back then. But that's the only thing. But my parents thought, what is this? What have you bought? You've wasted all of your pocket money on X, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, my friends, they had a, had a son and when he was 12 year old, he hung himself. Oh. Oh my God. You know, and if, if oh. you haven't told any about about those sort of things, those... really feel that would have helped. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We all seem to know somebody where it's got that bad that they've done something like that, which is mm. yeah. 
really the extreme, isn't it? I really think it's just so important to support the kids and support them in listening to them also with the animal communication, the telepathic and the intuition, how um, we get told, you know, you might have an imaginative friend that you talk to and then the parents go, oh, don't be silly, that's not true. Yeah. You can even hear your grandfather or you connect with your grandfather that has passed away. So mm. we actually tell them it's wrong. Yeah. And the problem is kids go to school, they might have this friend, but then others laugh at them and point their finger at them. So they stop doing what is actually right. Yeah, what is real? <laughs> what is what is actually real? Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier down down that route. I remember I had an imaginary sister. Yeah. And I'd be t- I'd be talking to this. It's one of the few things I can remember as a small child because I had I've got three older brothers, much, much older brothers. So I basically grew up alone. And once they'd left home, and my mum would catch me talking, <laughs> talking, uh, talking to this this girl. I remember she had blonde hair and whatnot. My mum ended up buying me this doll. And she said, Oh, you know. Is this like your this this is your friend? This is your your um the girl the little girl you talk to. I said no. But, but you can see your your, your mother was struggling struggling with this concept. Yeah. Oh, there is someone, and you're talking to someone. <laughs> there probably was someone. Yeah. You I know, think you that was about four. From someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can say to a four year old, you can say, um, if there's a dog around, you can say, what does the dog want? And they will say, oh, the dog is hungry, or the dog wants this, or the dog is tired. And then people go, oh, they're just making it up. But no, they're just connected with the animals. And, yeah, it, and they, they lose just, that ability. Yes, totally, totally. They don't believe it because because the little ones have still have that connection to, to spirit that they've, you know, come it's with. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it's all that conditioning. We've spoken about this before too, that they, they get it drummed out of them. They do. And, and the problem is not just by adults, but also by others in the school, you know, their classmates. Mm. And that's really these days you need to fit in. You need to be normal. Yeah. But normal is actually not good. No. Normal, normal is conditioning. Is following, normal is just following the masses and just saying yes and, and yes to everything and just being conditioned and controlled. Yeah. How, isn't that the truth? Gosh totally yeah it's same like you go to the army you know in the army you you're not meant to think you're just meant to following orders whether they feel safe or your intuition tells you it's right or wrong you just have to do it and that's a bit what's happening at the school as well kids are just they just need to fit in with everyone else and if you stand out in any way it's um they don't want that yeah yeah to survive in the system the system that they're drowning in, all this schoolwork that they've got to do, all this that they've everything that they've got to learn. And yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but in my opinion, it's really about stepping away from the system, building communities, trusting and and believing in yourself and trusting what you feel is right and what they feel is right. And you know, I'm not saying that gives them total control and they can do what they want. It's still about educating them. It's still about teaching them manners and how to, but also how to communicate. You know, I mean, there's a book and it's called, um, I think it's called Nonviolent Communication. Wouldn't that be awesome to teach the kids when they've got conflict? How do you, well, how do you say things to to actually um, get to, to do the right thing? And yeah. not do the right, like, you know, how do you solve conflict? 
Yes, and exactly. That's what I, now I wish I had learned that in school, how to communicate, how to so, solve problems, how to resolve mm. issues with your friends even, you know. Mm. This yeah. gets not mentioned anywhere and it's an absolute disgrace. No, it, and it, like I was saying before, because the teachers don't get told as well, and there's plenty of teachers out there that are that are coming into the system and they really want to do something great because they want to help the kids. They really want to help and share what they've learnt along the way uh, with that, you know, care and consideration. And unfortunately, it they just get beaten down too with mm. so much work, so, yeah. so much extra rubbish that they have to deal with, so much paperwork because they don't actually get to teach. The no. teachers that are out there in the schoolyard, sometimes they're the ones that the kids actually get to have a better, better time with better relationship with because they get to see them outside of the classroom as simple as that yeah. is because the teachers are a bit more relaxed mm. um or you know but, once I, about the but the funny thing is also that um when you meet kids the homeschool kids are extremely polite they know manners and they know it's incredible like sometimes you can even pick when you meet kids you go wow um they've got this because they're, they're quieter are they quieter, do you think? Well, not just not quieter, but they, they just, they're respectful. But it's also, it's about respecting the kids as well. I don't say the kids just have to respect us. It's, oh, yeah. it's balance. We need yeah. to respect them as much as they respect us. But they're polite, they know how to communicate, and that's their skills that they learn in their environment. That is so important. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I can't actually say I've I've been in been around kids that have been homeschooled yeah as in a comparison like that but I can completely understand it yeah they're more respectful mm. I have I have heard that myself yes I mean look it's not easy because not everyone's got the time to to homeschool kids but oh. I think it's very important to be well aware of what is being taught in your kids school and and also to to ask questions about those sort of things, and hopefully you you find something that suits you and your children, and and that is right to teach them other life skills as well, and not just what the government thinks what we should know. That makes us just good workers without using our brains. Yeah, yeah, it must be so hard out there for parents to try and find somewhere for their children that resonates with them that you know that they feel that their kids are going to get the best out of yeah. it's just and expensive as well but there are so a lot of the, what are they called the Waldorf or the Steiner schools okay that are probably going down more this path excellent so, um, yeah it's just yeah. really being aware and not just not just putting up with everything questioning things I think that's the most questioning important take out of yeah. this to question things and if it's not right then not to put up yeah. with it yeah i agree with you there totally agree with you there awesome that was a really interesting talk thank you very yeah. much and um yeah hopefully there's a lot of adults out there that are starting to open their eyes and become aware of this and can give their kids the right tools for later in life to encourage them to be happy and safe and and that we don't have to go down this place where we're not in a good place. And the world needs them. The world needs yes. awakened children. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You have a lovely day. You too. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Go to our Facebook page, Awakening Soul Circle, and like us so you won't miss the next episode. Feel free to share the podcast with your friends and family as well because they might get some value out of it too. Stay tuned and we'll catch you soon.